hands high. We're not worshiping dead religion. We're worshiping a God that is alive and moving and active. A God that heals, delivers, set free. A God of the impossible. A God of the supernatural. A God that makes a way where there seems to be no way. A God that moves mountains. A God that walks across the water. A God that does what he says he will do. Come on, lift your hands, lift your voice to the King of Glory. All blessing. All blessing and honor and glory and power forever and ever to the one, to the one who's seated on the throne. To the only worthy one who's seated on the throne. All blessing and honor. All blessing and honor and glory and power forever and ever to the one, to the one who's seated on the throne. To the one who's seated on the throne. Come on, lift your hands. of all the glory you're worthy of all the honor you're worthy of all the praise come on lift your voice begin to lift up in your own words the name of Jesus supernatural shift that has happened to our church I sensed it Friday night we are going to be bolder than ever before we're going to be more radical than ever before we're going to be a church that is on fire for Jesus tired of cookie cutter churches and cookie cutter Christians that have no fire in their spirit that care more about the things of this world than the things of God we have to get the fire of God burning in our families in our homes in our churches are the things you are living for worth Christ dying for are the things you are living for worth Christ dying for I don't know what is driving you today 
what you are living for today. But as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, it should be Jesus Christ. I know this isn't preached much anymore, but Jesus Christ is our everything. He's our all in all. Come on, lift your hands. I pray for a fresh fire of the Holy Ghost to hit you, that the conviction of God hits you, that the spirit of the living God will do the miraculous in your life time and time again. I pray for such a move of the spirit that you won't recognize yourself anymore. Come on, lift your hands. Dry bones. Can we sing a song, Dry Bones? Hear the word of the Lord. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your voice. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Breathe again, hear the word of the Lord. Come to life, hear the word of the Lord. I will lift my voice and prophesy. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Breathe again, hear the word of the Lord. Come to life, hear the word of the Lord. I will lift my voice in prophecy. Drive on through the word of the Lord. Breathe again through the word of the Lord. Come to life. I will lift my voice in prophecy. Drive on through the word of the Lord. Breathe again through the word of the Lord. Come to life through the word of the Lord. I will lift my voice in prophecy. Lift your voice, church. I speak to that situation you're going through. I speak to that mountain be moved. I speak into every life here today. I pray, I declare that you will, you will serve the Lord. You will live for the Lord Jesus. He will be your all in all. AJ, go, go get that for me. I want everyone to say standing. I, I want to be really led by the Spirit of God today. So tonight, the Holy Spirit spoke to me yesterday and this morning very clearly. Pastor Parsons here Friday night such a powerful move of God and we've had prayer cloths in this atmosphere and we prayed over them and Pastor Parsi prayed over some and tonight we are going to give every person a prayer cloth and we're going to believe for miracles because the anointing is tangible and transferable can I get an amen the anointing is tangible and transferable. Say that. Say the anointing is tangible and transferable. Every person, youth, everybody's going to get a prayer cloth. I, I want to, can we give these gentlemen a big hand for helping out? I want to give uh, Gloria, she and her company made this for me, and I'm very appreciative. If you don't know what it is, it's a tombstone, and it's, it's actually mine about 
I want, to under, I want you to understand salvation. Because I don't think we understand it. It says, here on the altar lies Brian Bolt. He died many years ago to the opinions and theories of men. He only cares what God, his word, and his spirit said. So please leave your opinions here. The Bible talks about being born again. I know we don't preach that anymore, but we should. But to be born again means you must first die. The problem with Christians in the church is we have too many people that are alive in themselves. When your feelings and emotions become more of a priority than the things of God, you haven't died yet. When what you want becomes more of a priority than what God wants, you're not dead yet. Paul says, I die daily. I die daily. The problem with the church, the problem with Christians is there's too many that are alive in their own strength. They're alive in themselves. They want what they want, when they want it, how they want it. It's all about them. And I'm telling you, that's not following Jesus. When you are saved, saved, you are born again. That means the old man died. There's a death. The old man died. And all things became new. Everything becomes new. You shouldn't be saved and look like the same person when you were in the world. You shouldn't. That's not salvation. That's not regeneration. That's not being born again. The old man has passed away. And all things have become new. We have Christians that look the same way that they did in the world as they do in the church. That's not regeneration. That's not salvation. Salvation is when you are dead to sin. You're, the old man is dead and buried. But you now are born again through the Holy Ghost, through fire, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We got too many people that come to church that never died. They're still the same way they are. At work, no one even knows you're a Christian. No one even knows you're a follower. I want you to understand this today. Colossians says this in chapter 3. Verse 1, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Ephesians 2, verse 1 says this. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. 
See, we've gotten really good at leading people to the cross. But we never tell people they need to get on the cross. We lead people to the cross, but that's not following Jesus. If we follow Jesus, we need to get on the cross. And we got too many people that just kneel at the bottom of the cross and says they're sold out for Jesus, they're saved, but they care more about the things of this world than the things above. I'm here to tell you, there is a revolution that is getting ready to start. Either you're going to be on the train or you're not. You're going to be serving God or you're not. You're either going to be hot or cold. You're either going to be on or not on. I'm here to tell you, there is a revival that will hit this nation, and it's not going to be anything we've ever seen before. But it's going to take believers that are so red hot for the fire of God that they said, I died years ago on an altar and I'm never coming back I died on that altar I don't care what you say I don't care what you think about me I don't care if you think I'm too radical because I'm here to tell you the old man is dead but now I'm alive in him I move with him I walk with him I am in him. I'm on that cross. Come on. But let me know if you're on the cross with him, you share in the resurrection with him. But if you're just kneeling at the cross, that's not good enough. Leonard Ravenhill said if Jesus had preached the same message that ministers preach today, he would never have been crucified. We have to get back. You have to get your fire back. You have to be sold out for God. I know that became so unpopular over the last 20 years. But I'm here to tell you, you can teach all the theories of men you want. But the Bible says you have to be born again. And we also have to. Everybody lift your hands. Pastor Alba, is your friend here? Get her. Bring her here. Everybody lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lord Jesus. pray for such a conviction of the Holy Ghost to hit your life right now. I pray for the fire of God that burns so deep in you. I declare it right now in Jesus' name. Everyone shout. Give Jesus a shout of praise. Tell everybody your name. My name's Jacqueline. You know, I was studying and praying yesterday, and God put your name in my heart, and God gave me a word for you that I want to be obedient. Everyone stretch your hands out to this amazing young woman of the Lord. 
God showed me so clearly yesterday that you have walked in humility. And God said to me yesterday that a light is going to begin to shine on your life greater than ever before. And God is going to raise you up in this season to be a voice to a generation. God says, because you've been faithful with the little, he's going to give you much. God says, you've been humble and you've walked a lonely road. But God says, this is the season where I'm going to lift you up and show you to the world. And they won't see you, but they're going to see Jesus through you. Come on, church, if you have a heavenly language, begin to pray. It's going to look totally different than what you thought, but God says, he is the one lifting you up. He is the one doing it. He says, you're a dead woman, but you've been made alive in him. And I just declare the victory of Jesus all over you, the life of Jesus. I declare faith. Rabba bakaya na satake na haya. Suta bakaya na satake na satake. Suta bakaya na haya. Now they come here. I want you to pray for him. Kuya basa. You and Pastor Alva just pray for him. Kuya babasa. Come on, lift your hands, church. Jimmy, come here. Lift your hands. God has blessed you abundantly. And God says in this next season, it's not just abundance that's coming. It's fulfillment of every word that's been spoken of you since you were little. God says... That he is going to do the impossible in your life. God's going to bless you so much financially that you will feel like you're retired in the next few years. God says that he's going to use you in ministry. You're going to travel the world for Jesus. You're going to do missionary trips with you and your son. You're going to be a dynamic duo on the mission field. And your family will be serving each other your family will be serving with you on the mission field. Every one, says the Lord. And I just declare the anointing and power of God all over your life. I declare the fire of the Holy Ghost. Bless my brother. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Come here, Pastor. I'll pray for him. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Come on, lift your hands. 
Lift your voice. Jacobin, come here. Come here. God spoke to me so clearly, and I, I probably have met you, but I, I didn't. Yeah. And I'm telling you, God is going to use you. And this is just the beginning. And it was so strong. And God wanted you to know. And I sense this so clearly. Everything you touch is just going to double. There's an anointing of double all over you. Touch her, Lord. We declare the double anointing of God. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your voice to the King of Glory. Kuya Basata Kena. I don't know about you, but I love Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm not complaining. I'm not grumbling. I'm not mumbling. I'm not, I didn't get mine. I died on an altar years ago. I'm not resurrecting the old man because he is dead. I'm alive in him. That's what it means. From now on, let no one trouble me. For I bear the marks in my body of the Lord Jesus. I want you to hear this. Galatians 6, 17. From now on, let no one trouble me. From now on, let no one trouble me. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear the marks in my body of the Lord Jesus. When Paul wrote that, if you were, you got to give me something, Shalom. I hate quiet. I don't know what you're doing to me. Shalom's, Shalom's killing that organ right now. When Paul wrote that, When a slave would es escape from an owner, a terrible master or owner, they would run to the temple, They'd run to any temple and say, brand me, brand my hands, brand my back, brand the instep of my foot. And he would pick a God he would serve and they began to brand him so that when eventually healed up and he ran into the master the one that treated him bad he would just show him his hand and said I belong to this God I don't know about you but when you serve Jesus I am branded by the marks of Jesus 
when people see me, I show them the hand and say, I belong to Jesus. I show them my back, I belong to Jesus. I show them the instep of my foot, I belong to Jesus. Let no one trouble me. You can't touch me, don't bother me, don't mess with me. I wanna tell you, no one can give me trouble anymore because I've been branded for Christ. I have been branded, I've been marked, I'm marked, I'm marked, I'm marked, I'm branded with Jesus. We get to, we have too many people that will just wear the t-shirt but they don't have the marks. And trust me, we love our t-shirts here. Come on, somebody. But you got to have the mark. You got to be branded. Either you are or you're not. Now, we got some new cool t-shirts. Make sure you check them out. But you got you to be branded. We have too many people that say they're a Christian, but they're not a Christian. We have too many people that don't even know what it means to be born again. We have too many people that run around and confess Christ, but they have no fruit of salvation. That's not being saved. That's not regeneration. We have taught people wrong for so long that they don't even think, they don't even know they're saved. And then when they do, they think they are, but they have no fruit of it. Just saying words doesn't make you saved. It is a complete transformation. It's a complete regeneration. It means to be born again. The old is dead. If you don't got a tombstone, come on. You need to bury the old man. You need to bury them. There's too many Christians in their feelings, in their emotions. It's all about them. It's such a consumer Christianity. If you don't please me, if you don't serve me, if you don't help me, then I'm not going to serve Jesus. Well, let me tell you, honey, you were never serving Jesus to begin with because that's not what it's about. I'm dead. I'm a dead man. I came alive in him. I'm not here for what I want. I'm not here to play games. I died years ago on an altar, but I was resurrected with him. Come on. Too many people preaching too weak for so long, people don't even know. They don't even know what it means to be saved. This is a problem in the church. We got people confessing Jesus, and they live alternative lifestyles, and they say, this is what Jesus wants. I've heard people tell me that Jesus is a homosexual. Jesus is not a homosexual. I know that might offend a few people, but the gospel's offensive, and I don't really care because you need to hear the truth. At least someone told you the truth. I saw one thing, that Jesus is transgender. Jesus is not transgender. Don't ever talk about my Jesus that way. See, if you don't understand what it means to be saved, it's not just lifting your hands. 
It's not just saying a prayer. It is a complete change. It is being so consumed by the fire of God that everything changes. Your language changes. The way you talk changes. Everything changes. The way you act changes. Because a lot of times I meet people and they say they're Christians. But next thing you know, they act just like they're in the world. That's not a Christian. Well, you say it takes time. No, it really doesn't. Once you get saved, the fire of God can consume you so much that you can begin to change absolutely immediately. It's an immediate thing. There's a transformation that begins to happen immediately. We got so many people telling you that you need to do 57 programs, 48 methods. No, what you need is an encounter with a living God. What you need is an experience with a holy God. What you need is to not be led to the cross, but put yourself up on the cross. I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. I'm branded, I'm branded, I'm branded. When you see me coming, you know every devil knows he belongs to Jesus. Don't mess with him, don't trouble him, don't fool around with him. When my family walks down the street, we're branded. When my wife walks down the street, she's branded. When this church begins to do outreach, we're branded. We're branded. I'm marked. Come on. I'm marked. I'm branded. But we have people preaching. You know, just confess and you're forgiven. I tell people, there's truth to that. But I've heard people say, well, if you confess once, you're forgiven forever. That would be like, AJ, come here, I'll use an example. It's like if AJ was arrested for stealing a purse, say, AJ, why would you do that? And he went before a judge, and the judge said, have you stole a lot of purses? AJ said, wow, this is like my 400th purse I've stole. And the judge says, well, I'm going to forgive you. Well, say first, are you sorry? And then the judge says, well, I'll forgive you of all the 400 purses in the past, and I'll forgive you today. And any other purse you steal in the future, you're forgiven. That's insanity. That's insanity. You're either dead to sin or you're dead in sin. And what we do is when we come to Jesus and we say we messed up, we stole a purse, we messed up. We should then put that aside. We should say, I never want to steal a purse again. There's something greater, greater living in me. There's something more powerful living inside me. I don't got to live this way anymore. So I, I leave it. I walk away from it. I'm dead to sin. 
I'm dead to sin. So I'm not going to steal again because I'm dead to sin. I'm dead to sin. See, that's what happens. It's not, see, when you come to Jesus, it doesn't give you the ability just to keep sinning. People think like, well, I serve Jesus. I can just keep sinning. No, no, either you're dead to sin or you're dead in sin. When you die, when you die, the old man is dead. And the only way you can be risen is to be risen in him. And he's not a thief. Come on, somebody. He's not... He's not a sinner. So when you raise with him, it's you're raising with him. You're raising with the king of glory. You're alive and walking in his being. The old man has passed away and all things have become new. Well, I'm struggling. Well, you, you still got, if you say you're struggling, brother, you're struggling because you're not fully buried. You're not fully dead. Because when you struggle, that means there's still part of you that's struggling with dying. Because when you are dead, you are dead. When you are dead, you are dead. I, I, I don't need what I want. I want what God wants. But we've been taught so much in church, get what you want. We're here to please you. We're here to serve you. We're here to make your dreams come true. I'm not here to make your dreams come true. That's an absolute understatement come on somebody i'm here to preach the gospel to you hey i'm here to preach the word of god to you my goal and i i, I pray two people fall people fall into two categories here that you come to this church and you leave here so red hot mad at me that you just start cussing me out I hate that guy or you get so red hot for Jesus that you say I gotta be here all the time I gotta serve God all the time I gotta do whatever it takes to follow Jesus I pray for two responses you ain't gonna hurt my feelings you can leave here mad cuss me out because let me just read this again he died many years ago to the opinions and theories of men. I don't care if you cuss me out. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you say, you know what, he didn't look good in that outfit. I really don't care. I don't dress myself anyways. Come on, somebody. My wife dresses me. I'm dead. I'm a dead man. And the only reason I'm alive today is because I am alive in him. Come on. That is salvation. That is regeneration. You can't be born again unless you die first. You can't be born again unless you're dead. Because you can't climb back into your mama. Either you're dead and risen with him. Well, you know, I like... I like... You know, Jesus a certain way. I like to serve Jesus. We call it the God of our own understanding. That's the God most people serve. You pick all the, the verses that you like. And you stay away from the ones you don't like. And you love the Jesus that's in your mind of your understanding. That, that's not Jesus. That's just what you understand. We have to be told the truth. He's an all-consuming fire. 
he's love, but he's also, we're going we're gonna to see him at the judgment seat. He's going to judge over each one of us. Each word spoken, he's going to judge. Every word you've ever spoke, he'll judge. We don't preach that, do we? We're so careless with our words. He'll judge every word. The great thing is when you're dead, it's no longer your words. When you're really dead and risen with him, it's his words. It's his life. It's his fire. Your purpose is his purpose. Your dreams is his dreams. Your desires is his desires. We have to desire the word. We have to desire God. We have to desire this more than anything else. More than everything. And I'm telling you, something's getting ready to happen in this state. Something's getting ready to happen in this county. Something's getting ready to happen in the U.S., in the world. I'm telling you, there is a remnant and there is a revolution happening at the same time where people aren't settling for smoke. They're not settling for second best. They're not settling for status quo. They're not settling. They're not settling. They're not settling. They're saying, after all this, I'm dead. I'm alive in him. Whatever he wants, I want. Whatever he wants me to do, I'll do. I'm not here to placate your feelings. I'm here to tell you that there is a fire burning so strong. And God wants you to be baptized in that river of fire. But the only way you can survive the river of fire is if you are dead. Come on. Too many people alive in the church today. Alive in themselves, alive in everything. I have been studying the great Leonard Ravenhill. And he said this. Jesus did not come into the world to make bad men good. He came into the world to make dead men live. Someone asked me, do you pray for the dead? I said no. I preach them because I think every pew in every church is death row. Think about that. They're dead. They sing about God. They talk about God, but they're dead. They have no living relationship with God. We're going to be a church that is alive in him. We're going to be a church that's so red hot for Jesus. You know, when people walk in bound in sin, bound on addiction, bound into alternative lifestyles, they should feel uncomfortable here. They should. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's conviction. If the world feels comfortable in the church, that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. That means the church is so much like the world that they feel comfortable. If you're bound, you should feel uncomfortable when I speak. You should feel bothered when I speak. I should make you, I should make you nervous. I really should, because I could come right on your pew and pull you right out. 
I should make you nervous. This church should make you nervous. You should walk in behind your mama like, uh-oh, mom made me come today, but I hope they don't find me. Because you should feel convicted. You should feel the power of God so strong that I don't want to live the way I'm living. See, God loves you so much that he created a church like this so that when you walk into the fire of God, you feel the fire and you want the things to go away that doesn't please God. One good Baptist said once to Dr. Tozer, if God withdrew the Holy Spirit tomorrow, my church would function just the same. We wouldn't even know he was gone. That's most churches in America. If God removed his spirit, most churches would just keep functioning the way they've been functioning. That's a problem. That's a problem. We have people going to hell and no one cares. God spoke to me yesterday so strong. I have a, I have a passion for the lost, a passion for souls. And God said, you know, there's a new mission field I want you to, there's a new mission field that I need you to begin to harvest it. I was praying for the nation. I said, God, what nation is it? I got no answer. I said, what city is it? No answer. And God says, there's a harvest of souls in the churches of America. He said, some of the greatest harvest of souls will take place in the churches of America because they don't even know they're lost. They come in week after week and serve a worldly God six days a week, and they come in and do a check mark on Sunday morning. They've never died to sin. They've never died to themselves, and they are not alive in Christ. And they walk around and confess Christ, living a horrible lifestyle and telling their people it's all right to live this way because God loves me. It's true. God loves you, but God wants you to change. God wants you to be transformed. God wants you to understand. He wants you to be more like him. Be holy as he is holy. And so we have a world. We have the church world in America that I would say the majority is not saved because they never died. They are living their life the way they want to, and God is their club. The church is their club. God is the president of their club. A set of golf, they come to church. Come on, somebody. This is their God. This is, uh, this is their club. Excuse me. They come here, and they think this is what you're supposed to do to get, live a good life. Being good won't get you to heaven. Being good won't save you from hell. The old man has to die, and you must be born again, the Bible says. But somewhere along the way, we thought born again was too hard for people to understand. So we don't say that anymore because it hurts your feelings. It makes you feel bad. So we don't preach what the Bible says because the Bible is too hard for our modern society. So us preachers think we know better, and so we begin to tell you words that are softer that you can swallow, like little milk. 
And that's not what the word says. The word says you must be born again. It doesn't mean you make a decision. It doesn't mean you check a box. It doesn't mean you just raise your hand. That's not it. To be born again, I can't say enough, you must die. Natalie has to die. But the great thing is, there's a power living inside you. The same power, when you give your life to Jesus and you die and you say, God, I surrender everything. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. You know how you walk around victorious? Do you know how you walk around as more than a conqueror? Do you know how you walk around with your head held high, not held low? When you walk around not defeated, how you do it is that you are dead to the old man and you have raised with him in the same power. That same power lives in you. How can you be defeated? How can you walk around defeated? How can you be, oh, I'm here to tell you, you have joy unspeakable. When you serve Jesus, when you surrender, when you die, when you get risen, you're branded. Because you didn't just kneel at the cross. Come here, AJ, hold my mind. You put yourself on the cross. It's not just about getting to the cross. It's climbing up on that cross. saying I'm following him Brian's dying I wanted this for my life I, I, I thought this is what I would do but God whatever you want whatever you want you might be a good person you might be horrible person each one of us has to climb up on that cross and put ourselves on the cross not just kneel at the cross what is that the old man is either dead or he's alive if he's alive, I would question if you're risen with him. Because the only way you could be risen with him, the only way you can be born again is if something dies. I want you to understand today, if a man is really born again of the Spirit of God, it is the most radical thing this side of eternity. He becomes a new creature. He has a new heart. He has a new mind. It's the most radical thing this side of eternity. And we treat it like some casual thing. 
It's the most radical thing this side of eternity. Think about it. What God is asking us to do is for us to die. He's saying, look, the old man has to die. That sinful nature has to die. That lustful desire has to die. That thing, that perversion, that that thing that has you hooked has to die. That addiction has to die. That, 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 that thing that's been, had you in bondage so much, that has to die. But not just it, you have to die with it. Because you can't get free from it if you just bury it. Because if you're still the same person with the same mind, the same heart, the same desires, what will happen if you bury the chains? Eventually that same person will get a shovel and dig them back up because it's not just about the chains dying it's about the person that had the chains has to die with it and when you die with it something happens the same spirit that raised jesus christ from the dead the same spirit begins to do a work in that dead body that dead man that's been dead that corpse that's been a corpse that skeleton the breath of God breathes in you the ruach of God the breath of God the fire of the most high breathes in you and out of the ground comes a dead man that now is risen with Christ alive in him out of the tomb you come with Jesus out of the tomb could you imagine the devil thought he won I could just imagine this the devil having a meeting with all his demons we got about a minute if he doesn't rise we've won the demons are like I'm pretty afraid all we got is our soldier and a big stone the demon said maybe we should roll the sins of the world against that stone that will do it maybe we should put every demon we have to put their shoulder into the stone that will do it and as they're counting down 10, 9, 8, if we can just get to zero, the devil's saying we won. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, push, push, 3, 2, and there's a loud voice from heaven that says one and says that he is risen he is alive hey he is risen he is alive and i'm alive in him i'm alive in him I move in him. I breathe in him. I walk in him. It's not me anymore. I was branded. I belong to somebody. 
I've been bought. I've been purchased. I died. There's someone new here. I don't remember the old man. I try to think the way he was, but I can't much anymore because I'm so consumed with his fire, with his presence, with his spirit. All I can think about is to know him more, to seek him more. God has put a fire in this church. God has put a fire in us. That's not natural to the church. It should be, but it's not. Because for so long, we've watered it down. Nobody's dead. And if they're not dead, they can't be alive. I'm just going to do what I want. I'm going to do what I want. serve God how I want it's my money it's my life it's my my mind I don't get what I want I'm mad I'm not going to go to church for a few weeks teach them a lesson you're not teaching me a lesson trust me <laughs> That's on you. I'll take my ball and run. Right, Pastor Shalom? That's what they do. Take their ball and run. I'm mad. Pastor Shalom. Pastor Shalom says I don't sing good. Maybe you should worry less about being on the worship team and more about seeking Jesus. Because the reality is, it's not about just how you sing. If you're not ready for the platform, the platform will destroy you. If you're not ready for what God has for you, it will mess you up. Why rush something that you're not ready for? And God says, why don't you first die before you get on the worship team? You care about so much about everything you want, you haven't even died yet. Well, have a good voice. I don't care if you have a good voice. You're still alive in you. You still want to be the next Britney Spears. We don't need Britney Spears up here. I don't care how good. Is Britney Spears any good anymore? I don't even know if she's, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know people anymore. She, she's still alive even? I don't even know. Uh, but. We need people, we need, that's what I love about our worship team. Everyone up here, the old man's dead. The old woman's dead. When they worship, they're worshiping in a place where they are risen with Jesus. And they're, they're going in deep. They're battling for you and your family. And that's why I love it, because it's not a show. This is not some rehearsed rhetoric. Their words are a weapon. When they worship, it's a weapon. I want you to understand this today. We have a world, a church, 
the church in America is lost. I'm convinced of it. Because there's been so much watered down garbage for so long. No one preaches the truth. I'll, know, I'll tell you how I know that. When Roe v. Wade was overturned, I watched pastor after pastor say nothing. They were too cowardly to say anything. I'm going to say it again. They were too cowardly. And that's the truth. Because God loves life. Can I get a loud amen? Denominations won't say nothing because they're afraid they're going to lose people. All they care about is getting a crowd. And all they care about is getting people in the seats and getting the money. And that's the truth because we can do more with money. And I'm here to tell you, I've seen it for so long. We are not ever called to gather a crowd. That's not what God has called us to do. God has called us to follow a cloud. God has called us to preach the gospel. God has called us to care about. The, uh, we're supposed to. We're supposed to love. We're supposed to challenge. We're supposed to correct. We're supposed to tell the truth. And when it becomes more about nickels and noses, we missed it. We needed our greatest thing we deal with is the human soul the greatest thing we deal with is we take care of the human soul and the greatest thing our job is to get you from darkness to light from destruction to glory and we have to do that but if you're only getting a watered down gospel and you and you're only making a decision like pastor parsley said all the time a decision is what you make at McDonald's. I want a number one. And then tomorrow I feel like a number two. The next day I feel like a number three. A decision is based on your mood and your emotion. Today I feel like serving Jesus. Tomorrow I don't. Today I do. Tomorrow I don't. Uh, for six months I'll serve Jesus. And the next six months I won't. Because my job is treating me bad and I'm not going to serve Jesus because it's been too tough and too rough. That's not a regeneration. That's not a dead man that became alive in Christ. See, when you're dead, the old man's dead. And there's a new man that's alive in him. It doesn't matter if your job's giving you a hard time. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You run to Jesus every chance you have. You're alive in him. You're with him. You move him. You breathe with him. Doesn't matter how your job treats you. Shut up. My God, what's wrong with you? Doesn't matter how your neighbor treats you. Well, I've had a rough couple days. My neighbor had a bounce house out and the kids were playing. I can't get to sleep. Grow up! You serve Jesus! Come on! Ah, the old man's dead. I'm alive in him. I'm alive in him. I move with him. I breathe. I don't know how to exist without him. I couldn't go a month away from church. Because I can't exist without him. I couldn't not read in my Bible every day. I can't live without him. But we tell you you're fine when you're not. Because we want you to keep coming. And we have to stop it. Everyone stand. We have to stop it. A sinning man stops praying. 
praying man stops sinning. I'm not here to put a concert on. I'm not here to juggle for you. I'm not here to entertain you. You seek entertainment. You seek entertainment of the world when you lose your joy. We have to get back. If you've never died, buried the old man. Today we're going to, there's a harvest in the churches of America. Don't let your religion tell you you're saved. Either you're alive in him or you're not. Either the old man is dead or you're not. You're either born again or you're not. There's no middle ground. Every head bowed, every eye closed. up. We got to get you out of that backslidden state, get you completely buried. I keep sinning. We got to get you out of that backslidden state, completely buried, completely dead. The old man is dead. If you're not born again, I mean a regeneration, a complete transformation. So radical. It is the most radical thing this side of eternity. If what I'm describing today does not fit you and you want that, lift your hand now. Say, that's me. Lift it. Lift it high. I see hands going up everywhere. Lift it high. Lift it high. I want everyone to say, Jesus, I bury the old man today. I bury him. I bury her. Jesus. I don't want to do my will. I want your will. Jesus the old man's dead the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me brand me mark me Mark my hand, mark my shoulder, mark my feet. From now on, 
Let no one trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. When people see me, let them see Jesus. Every hand lifted. From now on, let no one trouble you. I declare you where you are branded with the marks of the Lord Jesus. You are risen in him. You are alive in him. You will burn for him. I declare from this day forward, you will walk in an authority and a power like you've never seen. The old man is dead, and you are now born again. There's a new man, a new woman that moves with him, that needs him more than anything, more than your husband, more than your wife, more than your children. I need him. He is my everything. He is my all in all. He is my all-sufficient one. I'm branded. I belong to him. I declare from this day forward, you are alive in him, alive in Jesus. Everyone say amen. Say it loud. Say amen. Come on, give him a shout of praise if you're alive. You need to get a tombstone to mark your moment. You need to write something down and says, I died on that altar years ago. Dead men, dead women aren't stuck in their feelings and emotions. They're dead. Dead men and dead women don't care about their will. They're dead. Dead men and dead women don't have their agenda because they're dead. And when you're alive in Him, there's no way you can have your own agenda. If He moves, I move. He's been too good. He's been too faithful. He's never late. He's always on time. He's he's been there time and time again. Every hand lifted. Holy Spirit, have your way. As we come back tonight, in those prayer cloths that Pastor Parsley prayed over, that Natalie and I prayed over, may we seal this weekend with miracles, signs, and wonders, the supernatural. God, may everyone hold on to one of them prayer cloths tonight, God, and remember what you've done. As every hand is lifted, I declare the fire of God. You know, Emily, over you right now, God is blessing you. You are sold out for Jesus. 
Not everyone understands you, and not everyone can comprehend why you are so sold out to Jesus. But you are a dead woman that is alive in him, and God is going to use that fire to spread all over, all over, not just the city, not just the children's ministry, not just everything you touch. The fire of God will spread, and we declare it right now over Emily. Bless her, bless her, bless her. We declare the favor of God. I was so blessed with Pastor Parsley. It was such a thick anointing. And something has shifted in my life, and something shifted in Allie's life. I, I sensed it yesterday so strongly. And this is a new season. Our church is getting ready to explode. And it's not maybe the way you think, but I believe there's going to be such a powerful presence of God, a convicting power of God, the truth being preached with authority, the gifts of the Spirit being activated and used, that people will begin to come from all over and they will feel conviction before the power of God. You should feel very uncomfortable if you're in sin and here at this church. But the good news is you can be free. You can be free right now. And if you want to be free, everyone that needs freedom, lift your hands right now. I declare freedom in the house. Freedom in the house of God. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. How do you know you're free? Because you've been walking up a hill with a hundred pound sack on your back. And when it gets off your back, you know that you know that you know that it has been removed. It has been removed. And we declare freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, give Jesus a shout of praise. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Give him a shout of praise. If you're alive in him, begin to praise him like you're alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. Come on. If you buried the old man today, I wouldn't even stop and say some nice words over the tombstone. Just let the old man die. in him one last time lift your hands the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you come on give him a shout of praise
shout of praise, church. He's worthy. He's worthy. Ushers, come down quickly, quickly. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. I remember when I died on a Tuesday evening, July 25th, 2005. I remember it because I was dead in my sin, like Pastor Brian said. But the same power that raised Christ from the dead is now alive in me. He's alive in you. He's alive in you. Church, listen to me very carefully. Very carefully. When I died to myself and I gave Jesus control of my life, and then he had control of every decision I would make, and then he had control of everything I would do in my life, where I lived, where I moved, who I married, everything, he has control, and that does not exclude how I give. It doesn't exclude what I give or how much I give or the percentage that I give. All I know is there's nothing between me and Jesus anymore. All I know, there's no separation anymore. If God says, give it, I give it. Hey, because I know this now, I've aligned myself with heaven. Pastor Brian said this, our greatest thing is caring for human souls. This is why we give. This is why we tithe. This is why we give offering because this church is on a mission to seek and save the lost. We've unified ourselves with the mission of Jesus and we have no shame in giving. It's our joy, it's our honor and our privilege to give. Can somebody say amen today? Hallelujah. Is he not worthy to give unto him? Is he not worthy to give our praise and our worship? Giving is worship. Hey, it's worship unto him. Every hand raised right now. Father, I bless those who give today. I pray that we wouldn't give according to our old mindset, but according to a new mindset today. I pray, God, that we wouldn't give according to what we think we give, but instead, according to how you lead us to give. And I pray, Jesus, that you would break it, you would multiply it, and that you would save more souls than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone shouted, amen. Amen. Ushers, you can go on by. Really quickly, church, we have things happening after service. If you're interested in a homeschool group, more information, it's in the upstairs. If you're ready to make this church your home and get some roots down, we have growth track in the lower classroom. If you're ready to become a world changer and help people go from darkness into light, visit our Valor table. But right now, there are pastors that are going to be up at this altar. We're opening these altars. And today, the invitation today is the same from the Holy Spirit. Come and die. If you're ready to come and die, come to this altar and our pastors are going to pray life back into you in Jesus' name. So won't you come? Won't you come? We love you, church. Baby. 